Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Practice well and underway here on the campus of St. Vincent College. Practice number 10 for your Pittsburgh Steelers ongoing here. No pads today, Arthur Motes. Always important to paint that picture for the people. So a lighter day today for the Steelers after two thumping hard-hitting practices on Friday night and last night. You know night, Coach of T, course. a man of the people. You know he's a man of the people. Look at him grow. Hey, you know, they say you get, you get kinder in your older age, right? Isn't that what C- they say? Clearly, clearly he has, man. <laughs> back like, in your day, he would have never extended wow. this olive branch. I'm just like, Coach, if you would have been doing this back then, man, I would have been hugging you every single day, man. But no, we never got this. That's why my back is still sore at times. <laughs> <laughs> so always got to uh, make sure to let the people know is Minka Fitzpatrick running down the sideline right in front of us here now. We'll talk about him here in just a few minutes. We will keep you updated on everything going on here on campus. We'll also get to some tweets in this hour of the show as well, too. So if you've got any questions, comments, concerns, or reactions for us, you can always get involved at Wesley Euler at DaBody52. Duh. Now, Arthur Motes, this is the time in our training camp program where I bring you the rare jersey of the day. Now, remember, important clarification. This isn't a, 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 you know, a, a shot or a snub or anything like that in any of these people. It's just jerseys that you don't see as often as Pickett or what? Who? What? Number 90 is what? 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 TJ? Okay. There's a lot. There's always a lot hey, of now. 90s. There's a lot of eights. You see Nine plenty eight. of 22 and 39 and 14. And, you know, Motsi, there's a Heinz Ward jersey in front of me here right now. Big Ben jersey in front of me. You know, those those ones you see a lot. You know, they're they're out. There's two San Antonio Holmes jerseys in the stands in front of us, too, here. Arthur Motes. I tell you what. So remember, again, this is just all about jerseys that we don't see at training camp very often. That's all that it is. That's not to say that these are We're looking for an underground king of jerseys. Everybody can go with the mainstream. We want underground. It could be one of yesteryear, right? A couple days ago, right? Carnell Lake was our was our rare jersey right. of the day. That's not like Carnell Lake was a phenomenal player. You just don't see but then the we jersey had a, that often. But then we had a Christian Kuntz the other Correct. day be the jersey of the day because you don't see that that often. If a Rosie Nicks jersey pulls up, it's a strong chance that that Rosie Nicks jersey would win for the day. Because exactly, exactly. It's all about the jerseys that you don't see that often. That's the name of the game. It has nothing to do with whether the guy's a Hall of Famer or he was a solid right. contributor for the Steelers for a few now, years. Now, if you were a 55 Motes out there, you might mess you win it. a feature on the show. You win it. <laughs> you that's know, right. You You're winning a gold medal, and, and we're going to send Absolutely. our engineer, CJ, down there to tap you on yeah, the shoulder and ask you to come Absolutely. up for a couple minutes. <laughs> it is literally that simple, man. <laughs> so, Motsi, once again, uh, Olympic theme music. Production is on a thousand. I love it. 
Bronze medal for your rare jersey of the day. We got a Brett Kiesel 99 in front of us down here, Motsi. I think that's the first Kiesel diesel we've seen of training camp so far. That'll get your bronze medal. Your silver medal, Rocky Blyer in front of me here, Motsi. One and Rocky, for the Wiley vet right there, Rocky. Rocky is a absolute legend, but again, like, a man of the people. You too. see from that era a lot of Franco Harris and Mean Joe Green and Terry Bradshaw and Lambert, right? You don't necessarily see Rocky jerseys all the time. Well, there's mm. one in front of us right here. But today, Arthur Motes, and maybe I'm a little biased because he played in my era of Steelers Ooh. football. Okay, I see where you're going was, here. One of my favorite edge rushers of all time, linebackers. Oh, he sounds like a dog. And he you guys like know, dog. as a as a uh, as a kid who grew all up right. in Pittsburgh during the Blitzburg and the in the Debo era. Oh, we going there? Arthur Motes, right down to my right mm -hmm. here. We have a white number fifty-six. Mm -hmm. No, that ain't mm -hmm. Alex Highsmith. Wood dog. That's Lamar Wood Dog Wood Woodley dog. taking mm -hmm. the gold medal today. First Woodley jersey I've seen of camp. First Steelers Woodley jersey I've seen. Well, granted, I have one in my closet, so I did see mm -hmm. it whenever I moved last year and had to pack up all my stuff. But Lamar Woodley, your rare jersey. A white one, too. Your rare jersey of the man, day today here on campus. go. Think about it, man. That was missed the original Jordan, man, outside of C. Woodson on the back end. Wasn't a lot of defenders out there with a Jordan deal. Just remember that. Andre Johnson, first one on offense. Charles Wilson had it on defense, and then that's when yep. we had Lamar Woodley pull up with them things. He was the cleanest out there with them Jordan 12s and 11s on out there going for 10-plus sacks in a season, man. I was a massive fan of Woodley, man. Absolutely love that jersey, baby. Love you that. You and me both. The uh... I, they weren't called color rush back then, but you know, like the alternate jerseys they used to wear mm -hmm. back then that are kind of similar to the color rush, but they had the uh, the mustard yep. helmet as well too. <laughs> I have a uh, I have a Woodley one of those at home, um, and that was the penultimate Steelers jersey that I ever bought. I ended up buying mm -hmm. a uh, a Troy Polamalu. Like I have two different Troy jerseys, but one that was like really that was really nice and stitched and authentic and all of that uh, that I bought in 2010 that was still. Uh, the last Steeler jersey that I've purchased. But you know what? It's funny. We had Santonio Holmes in here just a few minutes ago. That's the first Steeler jersey I ever bought with my own money. I, I told you guys last week when we saw a Kendrell Bell jersey here that that was the first Steeler jersey I ever had that I got as a Christmas present. But the first one I ever bought with my own money was a Santonio Holmes jersey. It's all coming full circle here, Mozi. That's what it's Don't all about. Don't you love it? That's, that's why we show up out here, man. That's why we do these shows. That's why we do what we do, baby. 100%. No rare uh, college jersey necessarily out here today. There's uh, there's a couple, mm. couple, couple pit Kenny Pickett's, but that's been a, a, a normalcy every day here at camp. If anything changes, if I spot anything else, I'll let you know. But Lamar Woodley, white jersey, 56. Not Alex Highsmith. Wood dog. That's clean. That's clean. Is gonna win and like your, you said, uh, with the white jersey, you don't get a ton of away. Right, Most time we right. you see a ton of home, not a lot of away, though. So I do like Absolutely. the away. I like that. It's a nice change-up. That's what put it over the top for me there was the, uh, was mm -hmm. the white there for uh, for the Lamar Woodley jersey. Motsi, one of the jerseys that we see out there again today is, of course, number 39, Minka Fitzpatrick. You know, it was funny. When we went to commercial break there, when we have these Steelers legends in the uh, in the booth with us every single practice, Motsi, the Steelers social media team is always here, you know, taking some pictures mm -hmm. and some video, and they always do the question of the day, whatever the question of the day is for these guys 
uh, you know, just for a quick little little social media clip. Well, for Santonio Holmes, they asked him, uh, what is what is one guy from this offense that you would take on your 2008 team? Okay? And Santonio what Holmes – What would he say? Well, see, here's the thing. I don't want to tell you the answer to his question because I don't want to spoil it for Steelers. You know, you're going to have to tune into the Steelers' social media platforms. But before he answered it, he said, wait, do I have to go offense only? And they said yes. And he said, said, ooh, because if not, I'm taking 39 with me. I need Minka back there Mm. with Troy Mm. and Ryan Clark and what those guys could do on the back end. Uh, But number 39 is back out here for the second consecutive day. Motsi, now. Come on, baby. Uh, yesterday he was a participant in practice, but they still, you know, by their by their own uh, words, kind of eased him into it, right? It wasn't like they necessarily threw him right out there into a padded practice when he's a- had a- no... As they should, as correct, they should. When he's had no ramp-up period, when he's had nothing like that so far. Um, today, a, a non-padded practice, but I got to think still, Motsi, uh, this is very important for getting him back up to speed, just like you and I were talking about. From a communication standpoint, with all those new faces on the back end, with a new guy like Patrick Peterson as well, too, in your secondary, it's important in this setting as well, too, because, yeah, it might not be the physical element as much today for Minka, but that above shoulders, that communication, that chemistry we always talk about, these are the type of days you really get to work on that as well. No, absolutely, man. This is critical uh, in terms of just developing and fostering those relationships. You don't become, you know, a great defense overnight. You can't do great things without doing the little things first. And the little things are creating a foundation, understanding how you and your counterparts work together, understanding how you guys communicate with each other, understanding the adversity that you're going to face, but talking through it, talking through it on the front end. That's one of the things that you know, when I think of Vince being in uh, in studio yesterday and how at times, man, you talk the game out before you even got into the stadium and we go through the potential of what could go right. But then, hey, what if a team tries to stress us out by doing this? What if a team comes in? This is their approach to that. How do we get through that? And having those conversations ahead of time made it a lot less stressful when it did potentially occur in stadium. Because we had already worked through these things, we had already built up a contingency or to make sure that we were at least on the same page. Sure. That couldn't happen if Minka and Demonte Casey weren't there anymore. That couldn't happen if those guys weren't able to actually communicate together in the same place and seeing the same thing at the same time. Now we're going to get those things done and accomplished. And I just think that that is what we you know, needed to have done. And now we're going to actually get that executed And like I said, the more those guys get those reps, the more those guys get a chance to do that now, the smoother it's going to be for us in the season. 100% spoken like a guy who's been there, who has a decade of experience at this thing in Arthur Motes. And, yeah, so while I'm sure some are are anxious to see Minka out there in in pads and kind of a full go – today very important in that process not only for the entire team obviously but for number 39 as well too as he's taking part team stretches right now going on here they'll break into some individual drills uh close to the top of the hour what mozi usually about 240 ish probably mm-hmm. is around the time you know give or take a few minutes that's not about right sound about right uh, when they right. usually do seven shots and so we'll bring that to you, you don't want to rush the action I tell you what, Motsi, I've been saying, right, that's the time that I'll dust off my play-by-play chops and bring it. To, but, I mean, at this point, it's the 10th time I'm going. To, am I really dusting off those play-by-play no, chops no, anymore? No, I should nope, be in, nope. in preseason form at least yeah, at this point. Absolutely. 
Yeah, 100%. So we'll have seven shots for you, all those fun things. On what, Motsi, I tell you what, I mean, yesterday you were here, you saw it, was was definitely the most crowded day on campus in terms of a fan uh, response. Today might have a beat, partner. The bleachers are packed, no space left. Uh, the hill to the right of us, I would say, is 80%, 90% full, barely any places left. You said, you, you, what number did you say? What number? 80, 90, what? What? What, what? number? What? Hey, what? hey, I like that. What? 90, what? <laughs> Hill to the left of us, of course, which is Autograph Hill and uh, the conjoining parts of the landscape over there. Same thing. I mean, there's a few Look at you places. breaking out the fancy words, conjoining parts. I sees you. Look uh, at the big, big brain on Wes. That's a big word, like conjoining. <laughs> that might have yeah. to be our – until we can figure out what it's the a, old it's inside it's joke used it's to be. Our substitute, our substitute big word. There we go. Our substitute big word. Uh, the lawn over to the left again. Like if you're if you're just arriving right now, you could find a spot on there. But it is same thing. Uh, close to a hundred percent full. Gotta love it. This might be. I'll be very interested to see if today's attendance uh, beats yesterday's. I didn't think Did that was possible. Did we get the official number of yesterday? Do we? You know, because um, I know it was I what you said. Five, it was four thousand on Friday Night Lights. It was fourteen thousand on Friday. Excuse me, excuse me, fourteen. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. bad, my bad. I'm definitely tripping. Let's fourteen thousand on Friday here. night lights. Um, I'm trying to find it from yesterday. I'm not sure. I know we've been doing numbers out there. It's been right. It's been and pretty, you pretty find, packed out. Usually, you can find somewhere where they announced it. Um, mm -hmm. I don't see anything here, Motsi. But I now here's the kicker. They distribute. We know Chris Boss the kicker. We already know that, bro. <laughs> Presley Harvin as well, too, the punter. Obviously, um, yeah. They will distribute a maximum because you know how it is now. You know, in the precedented times, right, Arthur Motes, you could uh, just come out here to camp and you have to go through security and all that stuff to get in still as usual, but no tickets, no nothing like that required. Now, in the unprecedented times, uh, tickets are required. Now, they're free, but you have to go online to Steelers.com ahead of time and just claim it. And, and it's because Wes is a big fish. It's because Wes has stepped his game up to the point where – they even have like special security out there on the weekends for him. Oh, so, funny, huh? you know, that is ultimately why everybody that decides to come to training camp now has to have an actual ticket. So thank Wesley Euler for that because he's just such a big dog now. All right. I just had to get that out. <laughs> no lies detected. Uh, they, well, they will distribute a maximum of 15,000, 15K tickets per practice, mm -hmm. which is just insane to think about. I mean – that's like a college basketball game, Motsi. Shout out like to Steelers a, Nation, man. Shout that's Steelers like Nation. a lot of NHL and NBA and Shout even Major League Nation Baseball time. games showing up for practice. So they will distribute up to – the tickets are free, but they cap it at 15000 which just sounds insane to say that, like, they go past that allotment. But they did the last two days. I know, on again, on Friday Night Lights, they distributed 15,000 tickets. 14,000 people were there. Insane. Yesterday, too, they distributed all 15,000 tickets. I, it's just so hard to put a number on it here because it's not a stadium where you know, okay, well, this stadium holds 70,000 people and it looks like it's about 90% full. All right, you know, there's 60-some thousand here. Um, but, man, I got to think today's attendance is, is pushing close to that 10K number. It's packed here. Man, you love to see that right there, man. But that is why we do what we do. That is ultimately, you know, when you talk about the connection, when you talk about being able to just reach the masses – 
and have everybody on one accord, man. This is what you want to see, baby. This is the beauty of football, man. So shout out to the Steelers for, you know, just continuing to provide this atmosphere, man. And each and every fan that is out there from far and wide, greatly appreciate you. And they, they come from far and wide. They come from nearby here in Latrobe and the surrounding Westmoreland counties. They come from states. Uh, I read a statistic a few days ago. There has been... 29 different states and like three different countries, I think it was, that have been represented here at training camp so far. I'm sure that number has grown the last two days as well, too. Uh, Motsi in the left side uh, field over there in the left side end zone. There are There's a big contingent of uh, Steelers fans from Mexico with two Mexican flags hanging Viva there. Viva Mexico. Viva as Mexico. Well too. So, I mean, it's, it's just awesome. And it's, you know, we repeat this a lot, but it's because it's true. Uh, that's why we do what we do. You know, there's only four teams I believe in the NFL that was the number a, a year or so ago so maybe there's a couple more now but there's there was until recently at least only four teams in the NFL that have 24-7 you know dedicated radio stations of their mm -hmm. own the Cowboys were one the Bills were one let's um, go Buffalo I'm trying to think of the Seahawks some, the Seahawks the, and the Niners Seahawks, Niners, yep, that yep. sounds right. Maybe Raiders, too. Maybe it was six teams or, or something like that. But it's it's still well under half of the league that has what we have here, a, a entire radio station, 24 hours a day, devoted to the team. And uh, we would not have that without all of you crazy black and gold-clad members of Steeler Nation. So we appreciate the heck out of you guys for being here and for showing out on another day of practice as well, too. It is practice number 10 for your Pittsburgh Steelers. Going through the team stretch portion, here. So this is a good time for us to break while it's still relatively calm and quiet out on the field. When we come back, though, we'll have some moving and shaking. We'll discuss everything going on here in this practice for your Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll get to some of your tweets as well, too. So get those in now while you can. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes. It's the Steelers Blitz live at training camp. Training camp on the campus of St. Vincent College. It's SNR. We're 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Campus of St. Vincent College here for a, another day. Practice number 10 for your Pittsburgh Steelers. And Motsi, I've got some news. I don't know if it's bad news. I don't think it's certainly not good news. I don't know if I would classify it huh. as bad news. In fact, Mike Tomlin might even be excited about it. But I might have jinxed it. All right, full transparency. I like to tell you, Motsi, I've said this before to you, to our listeners many times. I like to think self-awareness is one of my best traits in life, okay? I, I, don't, I think for some people it's a big weakness. For me, I think I know what I do well. I know what I don't do well. I know when I get something right. I know when I get something wrong. Well... I was bragging about how it's been so beautiful here and how every single day it's been nice. It's been sunny, but not too hot, right? We haven't really had to deal with the weather elements. Well, uh, rain expected to start in 16 minutes, according to the forecast right now. Yo, that is actually awesome, actually. You know, if we're being tell me, fully tell transparent me why. about it, well, because we have not actually had a rain day. You've talked about that. And this isn't the first week of training camp. This is the 10th practice. If you don't have a rain day in practice, man, what are we going what are we going to get one? You know, in season, <laughs> during the stadium, like you don't want to wait that long, man. So actually, this is I'm glad that you did your rain dance ahead of time. I'm glad that you did whatever it could do to get this rain to come out here because we actually do need to see that. In fact, if you think about it, the last time that they had inclement weather out there was at the end of a practice and we saw some turnovers as yeah. a result of that. So for the offense and in particular these quarterbacks, they need to be looking at this as a great opportunity to redeem themselves from the last time they were in some inclement weather. 
I think that's well said by you. I'm sure Mike Tomlin probably thinks it's good news because you know he likes these guys to get work in uh, in multitudes of different environments and weather conditions and all those different things because it is the AFC North after all, right, Motsi? You're gonna come on now, baby. Have to play some hot games in September, some you know rainy, uh, miserable games. I thought we get October, perfect weather year round. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, you know what, Motsi, and, and a lot of the AFC North cities, I mean, geez, you can get all four seasons in one day if you're if you're lucky. If <laughs> you can get the rain, the, you can mm-hmm. get the rain, the snow, the wind, and the sunshine all in all in one different day. Um, but yes, the Doppler now showing that at oh, a little before three p.m. there is a ninety percent chance of rain. Who? What number? What number was that? What? What? 90, what? There it is. What? what? So uh, I might have jinxed it earlier with all my talk of uh, of good weather and these things. But, again, it's good depending on how you look at it. Maybe not if you're one of the fans sitting in the stands. But other than that, something that the team will, uh, will always be willing to uh, kind of embrace and, and work on here. Uh, team stretches over. They are now working on individual position groups. Got the quarterbacks going through some uh, through some snap count stuff and some footwork in front of us. Uh, let's see, wide receivers down in the end zone going through different drills. Motsi running backs down there as well to the offensive line to our left, working on some different sets and things like that. Defense on the far side of the field. Defensive backs are going through some one-on-ones right now. Uh, linebackers and D linemen all the way over on the far side of the field. It's another another busy, jam-packed day here uh, as well. Motsi, one thing I, I did want to mention, um, it's not necessarily burning up the uh, – the airwaves, the content clicks, the you know page views, much like Kendrick Green and some of his new position flexibility. Uh, but he's not the only Steeler who has, uh, particularly on the offensive side of the football here, who has uh, seen some position versatility, who has gotten some work in multiple areas. Of course, you know we've talked about how Kendrick Green, we've seen him at center and at left guard, which isn't. Uh, very unexpected, but the new fullback element that's been introduced over the last two practices as well, too. Well, Motsi, at the end of practice yesterday, Connor Hayward getting used in the tailback role out here. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that's something we know he did at Michigan State, right? I mean, he, he carried the ball plenty in that kind of traditional oh, tailback yeah. way at Michigan State. Haven't seen him do that here yet in Pittsburgh, but yesterday was working as the third team running back for a few reps towards the end of practice. And Motsi, to me, uh, again, I, I, this is not getting as much attention as Kendrick Green, and, and you know, because it's not – that much of a, oh, we've got an offensive lineman taking some fullback reps. You know, Connor Hayward, again, did work at tailback at Michigan State. But uh, another player showcasing some versatility, uh, the more that you can do, and perhaps uh, something that we could at times see as another wrinkle in the Steelers' offense. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the more you can do. Um, I think the reason why it's not talked about to the same extent as Kendrick is because Kendrick was being viewed as a guy that had zero or very close to 0% chance of making the active roster at his position. Whereas for Connor, I mean, we very much feel like Connor's a part of this team's plans offensively and on special teams. I just think that this is just an added element to Connor's role, to Connor's uh, potential in this offense. I don't look at him getting reps at tailback as a legitimate thing in terms of in-season expectations. I look at it more so as if we are in an emergency situation and Najee were to go down or Jalen were to go down or both were to go down and we needed somebody to get us out of a stadium, could you be that guy? I feel like that's what Connor Hayward is proving that he can do. And 
when you talk about preseason, that third preseason game, you're not going to get Najee out there taking those shots. You're not going to get a ton of Jalen Warren out there taking those shots. It's going to be others, and others include Connor Hayward, man. So for him, man, I, I think that it is a, a really good thing that he's able to show he's capable of carrying that football at the NFL level. But we know his bread and butter is fullback, H-back, tight ends, playing in space more so than him trying to be a, a true running back in the traditional sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's, you know, that's uh, spot on. Um, but again, the versatility, the showcase, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the more that you can do type kind of thing that, that we're always discussing is, uh, is always good to see. We've got the offense now uh, getting together here on the near side field for some walkthrough stuff. Still, Dan Moore Jr. Uh, out there at left tackle. I, I did want to ask you about this as well, too, Motsi, before we uh, take our kind of last break here in a few minutes and get into some of the uh, the seven shots and the things of that nature. Uh, Dan Moore Jr. still working with the ones here. You know, we talked a little bit about that yesterday. Uh, didn't think it was – and again, uh, you know, because sometimes we talk about these things and someone runs to Twitter and says, you know, oh, these guys were saying he stinks – not the uh, greatest of showing I th- showings in practice yesterday, I thought, from Broderick Jones. Again, not that he was a disaster, not that he was terrible, not that I'm calling him a bust, nothing like that, all right? Uh, but just not what we had become accustomed to seeing. I think particularly Friday Night Lights, he did have a strong showing. Not necessarily the same thing uh, yesterday. Just as a rookie, right, you know, I mean, that's part of the process. You and I have used this term uh, many times we've laid this out, you know, like we did it last year at times with Kenny Pickett throughout the season. I think a lot of times fans think progression is linear, right? That you just, you're getting a little mm-hmm. bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better every single day, but that's not always the case. You can take three steps forward and then take a step back. And then you could take three steps forward and take two steps back, or you might take five steps forward and then take three steps back. As long as the progression is still climbing, as long as that arrow's pointed up, that's where you want to be. But it's not always in a straight trajectory. It's not always straight up. You can stack a couple good days and then maybe struggle for a day and then stack a couple good days and then have that typical kind of rookie early NFL career arc out there. Um, I think that's important for Broderick Jones as well, too. But how, uh, you know, what's the mindset? How does the young man go about bouncing back today? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Um, And the way you bounce back is show up. No different than what we talked about at the front end of yesterday's show. We said, well, what if Roger gets reps with the ones today? What does that mean? What if he gets out there and he's playing with the ones? Does that mean that he's fully surpassed Dan Moore because he's put together four solid practices in a row? Remember, we had that combo. And I said it really wouldn't matter because it's a day-to-day thing. But more so, these guys have got to be able to carry this into the stadium. Broderick yeah. having not the best of performances yesterday in practice does not kill him in any way, shape, or form. It just means that he's a rookie, and he's right. in the middle of a competition, and this is what happens with rookies. Rookies play inconsistently at times. I understand expectations are still high because of where he was drafted, and I still expect him to bounce back in a major way. But to act as if he's not going to have rough days or you know just not so appealing days i mean you would be sadly mistaken you know and that's one of the things that for Broderick he has to understand dan moore is a professional who has started two full seasons at left tackle in the nfl 
there's a certain level of professionalism and skill and talent associated with that that gets carried over into practice that keeps Dan Moore from having the bigger swings like we see at times with the Broderick Jones. Broderick has elite level talent and he has shown some really high highs. But at the same time, as you talked about it and as I've talked about as well, there have been moments where he has struggled. And that's a part of that rookie floor not being as high as the veterans floor. Hmm. And even though the rookie has the higher ceiling, that's the balance that we're trying to work through and that ultimately Broderick is trying to work through to raise that up because once he can raise his floor, then there's nothing stopping him from being out there. But the problem right now is what we just talked about. You have a couple of really good days, but then when you have your bad day, your bad day feels a little bit more than Dan Moore's bad days. Whereas in contrast, your good days feel great. They feel elite, but it's just like, we got to raise your bad day floor up for in order for you to successfully surpass Dan Moore in that depth chart. And you're absolutely right. It's Listen, we all know what the ceiling can be, right? But that floor has to be elevated as well, too, before they trust you to a certain extent. And I think most people would agree that, that Broderick has the ceiling advantage. But right now, Dan Moore Jr., with the two years of experience that he does have in the National Football League, the consistency is more so there. Uh, but that's all part of this growth, all part of everything Arthur Motes just laid out. All right, Motsi, before we go to break, come back for seven shots, some other drills, our final segment of the show. Uh, two pieces of, uh, of injury updates, injury news to bring you here. So I talked to you about how Joey Porter Jr. was the first one down on the field about an hour ago, as he always is, getting some work in, working on his hands. He is not taking a, per, a full participant in today's practice. Uh, ankle injury yesterday, he's out there right now. He's walking around. He's in good spirits. Doesn't look to be anything too serious. So hopefully just, you know, we got the day off tomorrow. Let's be a little extra precautious. Like I said, he was out here running around a little bit before practice started but not taking place, uh, not a participant in team drills right now. Uh, DeMonte Casey also uh, kind of maybe uh, a step ahead of that. He's not taking place in team drills either, but he is kind of working out and moving well on his own out here, you know, running some sprints, doing some light stuff, again, on his own. Uh, So some injury updates there for you as well. Looks like uh, KZ pointed in the right direction. Hopefully maybe next week he'll be back as a full participant out here as we saw him doing some light stuff yesterday as well too. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. over on the far sideline with the defensive backs. Uh, Moving around, like I said, walking in conversation and those kind of things, um, but not a full participant in today's practice. So there's your injury, some injury updates. And if you missed it yesterday or earlier today, yes, the the best news of all is that Mika Fitzpatrick is back out here in the fold. Uh, yesterday, his first practice, number two for him on uh, on deck this afternoon. He's we are on, back. and that's uh, that's I tell you what, that's about the best news you could have gotten throughout this process to this point. You're gonna need number 39 if you're gonna get where you're trying to go this season. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, it is the Steelers Blitz on another day here at St. Vincent College. Could have some rain and some elements here soon, but I tell you what, still looks pretty nice out here in Latrobe. 
bring the rain. I know Mike Tomlin's doing his rain dance down there. He wants on, some nasty baby. elements to, uh, you bring know, to add some adversity to this situation rain. for these guys. We'll come back here for our final segment, give you some updates on what's going on with practice, maybe some seven shots play-by-play as we wrap this whole thing up and get ready to hand it over to Dale Lolly and Matt Williamson. They'll drive you out of here with a special three-hour edition of The Drive, conclusion of practice, and all the good stuff that follows there as well, too. You are listening to our ongoing training camp coverage. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Gold SNR. Seven shots underway here, folks, as Kenny Pickett in the huddle. We had uh, two reps during break there. I will get you updated on those as soon as we uh, get out of this set here. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, or Jim Nance and Tony Romo for the next couple minutes, depending on how you want to break it down here. Kenny's in the shotgun, trips to his left. Jalen Warren in the backfield here as Kenny hollers out some instructions for his teammates. He'll take the snap, looking over the middle of the field, goes over the middle of the field, and... (laughs) just overthrew George Pickens on that one and ends up hitting an unexpected Mike Tomlin in the back of the end zone. Some, uh, oh, some hey strays now. there from Mike Tomlin. <laughs> he looked like he was uh, you know, playing a game of dodgeball there. As, uh, I don't think he expected that one to be out of the reach of GP. Kenny would want that throw back. Uh, but Mike, Mike Tomlin caught in the crossfires there. Keep your head on a swivel, Coach T. Keep your head on a swivel, man. And uh, just recalibrate it a little bit, KP. Just re- recalibrate it a little bit, man. <laughs> Hey, Motsi, you know, you, you got to be on your P's and Q's out here because anything can happen. Uh, empty backfield here for Kenny Pickett. Now he'll motion for Jalen Warren to come join him. Uh, Pat Fryermuth split out to the right with Gunnar Olszewski. Gunnar now will move from right to left. A lot of pre-snap motion here. Kenny's back looking over the it, middle again. It. He's going to sail that one. Uh, didn't really have much of a window there intended for Calvin Austin, but he was well covered by Quan Alexander, I believe. Let's go, Quan. That's why you're here, baby. I need to see. Can you run with it? Can you keep up with it? Let's go. So, so far to this point, Motsi, uh, well, I'll, I'll, give you the updated, I'll give you the updated score because we had some controversy on the second rep here. I'll, uh, I'll paint that right, picture right. for you in a minute. Uh, Mitch Trubisky now into the game. Um, so, uh, Mitch is out there now. Broderick Jones in there as well, too. Connor Hayward in motion from left to right. He joins Darnell Washington. The look for Darnell Washington. Quick little sit down there into the end zone. Touchdown. For the offense, nice little nice. pitch and catch, quick one there from Mitch to, uh, I like to Darnell Washington. Baby. I like the execution right there, baby. Nice. Yeah, solid execution. Uh, yep. Chappelle Russell, the linebacker on coverage there, but that was one of those, I mean, quickly executed by the offense. Tough to defend that one. Let's see here. Mitch TD to Washington. That was your fifth rep, so rep number six here. Still Mitch Trubisky. In the game, uh, we still have, let's see here, still have Broderick Jones at left tackle. Uh, empty set for Mitch Trubisky as now he will motion and he moves to the right, snaps this one. Another quick throw. That one unable to be held in by Miles mm. Boykin. Really close there, mm. Motsi. Got his fingertips okay. on it, but as he was falling to the ground, could not haul that one in. I'm really enjoying it, though. How Mitch comes in, he's just operating this thing, man. He's putting up all <laughs> in some places, man. He's giving these dudes some chances. I do like that a lot, man. But ultimately, the defense still wins. Let's not lose sight of that. 
So again, uh, this will be the seventh shot, but there was some controversy on the second one, so we'll see if they end up uh, doing some extra here. But Hakeem Butler checks into the game, Anthony McFarland as well too. Uh, Mitch Trubisky with McFarland to his right in the gun, Gentry the lone tight end here as we've got pre-snap motion from Boykin. They'll throw it to him real quick, and oh, another just should have had that one. Good play design. Uh, not the most accurate throw from Mitch. It was a little low, but Boykin probably still should have caught that one, but it falls mm. incomplete once again. So, well, and that's I do like the fact, though, that when you're talking about these plays still, you know, just needing a little bit better accuracy or a little bit better uh, finish by the receivers. I like the fact that it's still being schemed up nicely. We're put in that position, you know, so that, I like some positivity right there. We got some, yeah. some, some, some good stuff from that. No, I, I agree with you on that. Uh, man, Motsi, just every single day, but particularly today, like pre-snap movement and motion has, uh, has been a theme for this offense, again, particularly in seven shots, particularly in some of the offense versus defense portions of practices. Uh, guys moving from, from split out back into the backfield, multiple wide receiver and tight end motions. There's certainly a lot of, uh, a lot of wrinkles being installed there. So here at Motsi is what we had on the first two reps, all right? Uh, first one, nice work by the offense. Uh, Kenny Pickett found Cody White on the right side for a touchdown. Shout Levi to Wallace on the coverage. Yeah, nice catch, nice route running uh, by Cody White there. So Pickett to, uh, to Cody White, right side touchdown. That was your first of the seven shots. Clear, clear score for the offense. Now on the second one, Motsi, is where we had the controversy because mm. – uh, Kenny Pickett took the snap. There was a little bit of a breakdown there. Alex Highsmith had his sights on Kenny. He eased up, as you want to see him do in these settings. Kenny was able to roll out and ended up running into the end zone for the touchdown. The offense oh, celebrated so the defense it. Won that play. The offense celebrated it like it was so a the score. Defense definitely won. Alex that play. Highsmith was kind of standing there with his palms up, like, "Come on, guys, really? Like, yes. I would have had Kenny on that Thank one. You. All right, you saw me pull up there, but we're gonna let the play continue. But don't celebrate it like you just got one up on us. Right, uh, right. Don't, don't get your man's hurt. All right. I'm, I'm biased. All right, you know, as a Pittsburgh Steelers lifer, I'm always gonna lean on the side of defense. That's just how we're raised in this don't town. Don't get your man's hurt. That, that's what we say. All right. Don't get your man's hurt. <laughs> So if I'm counting that for the defense, Motsi, it's another decisive 5-2 to two, uh, victory for the defense in seven shots. Yeah. Even if you want to give that one to the offense, still a 4-3 to three, uh, victory for the defense. So after Friday Night Lights, where the offense, I think, really had one of their better seven-shot showings, 5-2 uh, to two for the defense yesterday, 5-2 to two for the defense again today. Uh, maybe, you know, you like to see the punch back from the offense, but again, that defense really has kind of been – a theme of this camp. They're, they're the veteran that's group, the expectation, right? That's We're the expectation. Yeah. yeah, we expect this defense to be dominant. We expect this defense to be one of the best, if not the best, defense in all of the NFL. So an uh, offense that has questions in terms of young players at marquee positions taking second and third year leaps along with young coordinator at a major position taking a second and third year leap, there are a lot of moving pieces. So they're going to have some days where – it's not the best, you know, where the execution is just slightly off. And that is okay because they're facing one of the best defenses in all of the National Football League. So eventually they're going to catch up. Eventually they're going to continue to improve just by law of proximity, by being <laughs> sure. around just the greatness of the Steelers defense. So through that, they're going to get better. And then when they finally do catch up, that's when it becomes scary. And that's, you know, speaking from personal experiences – 
was the same thing that we dealt with in the Killer B era, just in reverse form. It was offense super far ahead of us in 2014 and 2015. Then we caught up in 16 and 17. And think about how tough we were. Think about how much further we were going and just how everything shifted during those two seasons. To me, I look at this team, this team right now and I say that offense, last year they showed some stuff at the end of the season. This year is where they're supposed to be taking that next step. And you hope that we can go to where I think they're going to be at even though I think it might be a year from now, I would love for it to happen this season where you finally see that shift where, you know what, the offense is just as good or pretty close to being just as good as that defense is. And when we get there, man, that's scary. And and that's the balance you're trying to strike, right? That's the you know the true mm-hmm. Super Bowl contenders across the National Football League. That's what they have. It's it's not one unit that completely carries the other. It is a balance. But you're seeing the growth from the offense. Again, same kind of thing. Progression isn't always linear, right? You're gonna have some good days. You're gonna have some days where you struggle. As long as your good days are outweighing the uh, the struggle days, that's when you know you're improving. That's when you know there's growth. Uh, in these type of settings. A couple more updates for you here, Motsi, and to all of our listeners out there on SNR. You know, we spoke a little bit earlier about the status of uh, DeMonte KZ and Joey Porter Jr. Uh, Looks like a couple other guys today, not injury-related, just getting veterans' days off. Uh, Deontay Johnson looks like he's having a vet's day. Uh, Allen Robinson as well, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Defensive side of the football, uh, TJ Watt, Cam Hayward. Who? Who you say? What? Who? Oh, what? Right. Uh, haven't seen Larry O either. I, I don't see him in street clothes on the sideline to confirm, but haven't seen him taking part in uh, in any of the drills yet to this point. So again, no, no, uh, at least as we're aware of injury concerns for those guys, but just an update for you on some guys who are, who are getting a breather today. Minka Fitzpatrick now watching the, uh, Defensive backs and linebackers go up against the tight ends and wide receivers here in a little passing drill at midfield. I'm looking over at the offensive linemen, too, to see if there's anybody in street clothes, but they're on the far side of the field, and uh, my eyesight is not the greatest, as uh, as Arthur Motes already knows. Um, Motesy, one tweet that I wanted to get here, too, uh, as we close this out. Jim tweets us, and he asks, is What there up, a- Jim? Is there a uh, is there a question that you guys have that you're still waiting to see get answered that you think could be resolved about this team or this roster before training camp breaks? Oh, man, that's a loaded yeah. one from Jim. Yeah, I love the question, but I actually have two uh, answers. Um, okay. Yes. Um, the question that I want to see get fully answered is, just like we talked about with Vince yesterday, who of that inside linebacker group is going to take the position by the horns and say that I'm the guy? Who is going to rise up and say that I'm officially the leader of the two starters? Like we said, no rotation, just bona fide. These are my starters. We think that we got personnel that's capable of that, but we got to let that story get, you know, completely told. But that's definitely one of them. And the other one is the slot cornerback position. We talked about (laughs) multiple names now that have gotten opportunities in that slot corner position, whether it be with the first team or the second team because of injuries or because of where they are on the depth chart somebody's going to have to take that position and make us all feel a lot more comfortable with that. Right now, we don't know who it's going to be just yet, but that's one of them questions that I still would like to have answered sooner rather than later. Well, it's funny how this works sometimes. You know, uh, Sometimes we're on completely different pages. Other times our answers align 
Uh, and yes, those are both the things that I would have said as well too. Uh, the clarity at off-ball linebacker. Um, you know, we've seen great stuff from Quan Alexander, from Cole Holcomb, from Alandon Roberts. But just what's that kind of, um, you know, what's the the line of work look like there? Right, the uh, the delegation of duties and responsibilities and snaps and all those different things. And then the slot corner position as well, too. We've seen a lot of different guys get opportunities there. Um, we've seen some take advantage of it. We've seen more movement as well, too. There's some wild cards in that equation, like a, like a Trey Norwood. Um, I think those are those are two obvious, uh, two, two, uh, two very glaring ones that, that everyone's still trying to find out here as well. Uh, Motsi. Then maybe I don't know. I'll, I'll give you one more here, right? After the after the big three, and by the big three I mean uh, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, and Allen Robinson. What's the wide receiver kind of uh, you know delegation look like there as well too? We've seen encouragement from Calvin Austin. Uh, we know what Miles Boykin is capable of. You've got a guy, a, a big wild card, literally and figuratively, a big <laughs> wild card, and, and a guy like Hakeem Butler. So. Uh, we'll start to get some of these answers we won't have until, you know, until the, the, the bullets really get flying September 10th against the 49ers and, and you really uh, get into the, the games that, that ma- I don't want to say matter because they all matter, but the ones that count on the win-loss record. Um, but hopefully with the preseason on the horizon here, three games still to go beginning uh, Friday night down in Tampa Bay, some of those questions will start to become answers. No, absolutely, and that's what we have been waiting for and ultimately what we are extremely excited to finally be getting man it's been long overdue but yeah it's right on the horizon now man absolutely is also on the horizon is a day off tomorrow so don't come to what campus all right what you a day off what on a Monday, how, does that how about work? that too? What does that what? work like, man? Well, you know what it's going to look like for me. I got the wife has a list of yard work and laundry and stuff around the house that I've been neglecting over the last two weeks. So I guess day off from the radio, but not like I'm going to have my feet <laughs> up and enjoy myself the whole day. But that will do it for us today. Don't you dare go anywhere. Matt Williamson and Dale Lolly, they'll drive you out of here with the conclusion of practice, special three-hour edition of The Drive, as they will uh, bring you practice and the aftermath there like nobody else can. Uh, thank yous, as always, in order here. Thanks to Santonio Holmes for joining us earlier in the Don't show. Time. Great catching up with him, as always, the Super Bowl 43 MVP. And a big thank you to our guy Justin and new recruit Antonio back in the building, helping hey, us produce today's go. show show on the ones and the twos and as always a final thank you and a shout out to the best co-host in the business arthur nathan motes the third who me take care everybody enjoy the rest of our coverage today motes and i'll be back to holler at you on tuesday as always you know where to find us it's on your 24 7 home of the black and gold steelers nation radio You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an ST Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At ST, it's just what we do. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender.